Welcome again to Gene and Roger Talk Movies. I'm Roger, here we, with Gene. And more people. And we've got Tyken <laughs> back with us again. I don't know. Why? It's why almost it, like... I thought here? I was banished. Yeah, I know. It's getting close. It's getting close. We but need we, to discuss the lore book about my banishment now. <laughs> but Tyken, can you introduce your lovely wife to us? Yes. This is my lovely wife, Megan. We have all have something in common to this podcast today. Something we all have watched <laughs> right. together. So, Megan, thanks, thanks for coming in today because we're doing A Quiet Place today. Yep. And Tyken was like, hey, my wife can sit in on that. And right. Gene and Roger said, okay, we're down with that. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, have to, you have to thank the guy. I, <laughs> <laughs> and so um, A Quiet Place, actually, I do need to shout out and thank you, Gene, for reminding me to, to thank the guy. Uh, this was our first ever request. We got a little note saying, hey, can you guys do A Quiet Place? And it was our listener, John Wheeler. This was back in October. So sorry, John, it took us forever. But here yeah. it is for you, A here Quiet Place. Six months later. And so, Gene, initial thoughts. Yeah, I thought Quiet Place. I mean, does it really fit the definition of horror? I think not. But it's it's a good movie. It's a suspense. It, you know, it's entertaining. It's it's well put together, you know. If you really think about it, I mean, I think it's it's full of holes. But, you know, for, you have to just kind of watch it for what it is, and it's it just for what they produced and what they made. I think it really works. You know, I, I think um, if you're willing to look a little deeper, there are some good themes running through it. You know, some themes of self sacrifice, also some, I think, a little topic about a disability you know, a life of being a disabled, you know, so I think there's a little message of that in there, which is, which is good. It's kind of refreshing, actually. So right. it's good stuff. It's a good movie. Tyken, where are you at? Well, a Quiet Place is an amazing movie in my book. It really covers all of the, the check marks I need for a good movie. Good monster. Absolutely. Great sci-fi. Yep. A touching story about a family trying to make it in this world. 100% a check. It's really fantastic, and especially because I've never seen John. I'm going to miss Krasinski. Krasinski. Krasinski, you know, direct and Jim write. Jim from before. The Office. Like, yeah, Jim from The Office. Yeah. He is a fantastic director and a writer in my book, even though there's the plot holes, but there's things you can but, actually, you know, forgive because the overall movie is so, so good. Great. Megan, where are you good. at with this thing? I really enjoyed it. Usually I'm not a big fan of scary movies at all, um, but it's that type of movie that keeps you on the edge of your seat. I, yeah. It, yeah. There was That's many good, times I was holding my breath and was like, <laughs> what's going to happen? <laughs> and, you know, right when you first start the movie and you – you know that there's not a lot of dialogue. You're like, man, I, I feel like that's going to be the most boring movie ever. But then you watch <laughs> it and it's like, what's going to happen? Right. And I, I agree good. with that. That's it's good. You know, it's a PG-13 yeah. movie, but this is a PG-13 movie that actually shows you what can be accomplished under the constraints of a PG-13. Because I really do think there's a point where the intensity level really ramps up and it doesn't come back down again until the last Almost scene the of the end. movie, right? When she yeah. cocks the shotgun. Yeah. cliffhanger. Yeah, and I really loved that about this film. And yeah, I had forgotten that high. the first time I watched it. And so I, I could see how the general populace would really get into this film because it's 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 a quiet place until about that midpoint. There's a midpoint when they're coming back up. from the water place, mm -hmm. you know, and they discover that the lights are red, you know, like the... Yeah, um, Evelyn has turned them on, mm -hmm. right? So, right, she's having and, a baby. 
And that's the, for those of you that have not seen this film, basically some sort of alien species has invaded the earth. They right. operate solely by sound. Uh, one of the things I liked, Gene, about some social commentary is very early, you get these quick glimpses of a newspaper where it yep. says uh, uh, the president has is leading a prayer session. Government says you're on your own. And it's like, you know, yeah, um, I didn't even one article that. that says live, go underground. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, yeah, not even the government can help you anymore. Right. I think the one says oh, you're on your own. Yeah. No, that's yeah. it. That, I loved that that line and that uh, headline there where, yeah, you're on your own because we have been in those situations at various points in our history where the government just kind of was like, we can't help you anymore. And you got to just deal deal with it on your own. And so it's just how quickly the whole society collapsed because the movie also opens with a scene that is perfect and surprising for a PG-13 movie, right? Gene, you and I both know that one of the uh, kind of unspeakable spoken rules of horror is you can put kids in peril all you want, yeah. but you don't straight up kill them. Never kill the children. And so when a horror movie wants to go down that road and do that, I appreciate that because then suddenly all bets are off. Every one of these characters is completely expendable, and right. there's no point where you're watching this movie going, yep, oh, that person, because it's this person, they're going to be fine because the very first kill we see is a child. He was four years old, and this creature I would think straight younger. up killed him. Well, the, the gravestone was like 2016 to 2020 okay. or whatever. And that's the thing about great movies, too, is when characters' deaths are actually meaningful. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of movies out there, especially in the horror genre, where death is kind of like a meaningless consequence. Okay, well, there they go. They're dead. Bye. Mm -hmm. But in A Quiet Place in particular, you can feel the emotional impact of every single character's death in that whole movie, especially with a f with a six year old youngest son. The uh, the survivor's guilt. Yeah, so there's the yeah, there's the, the mom and the dad. There's the, the youngest old, daughter, older daughter, older daughter, is, yeah, older daughter, yeah. who is deaf. And then there's the the younger son, son and then there's this four year old, right. who is the one that got killed. Yeah. The older daughter feels so much survivor's guilt because she gave. Her younger brother, the rocket ship. Right. Now this plays into a huge effect for majority of the whole movie, to the point where she doesn't even think that her own father loves her due to thinking that John's character, you know, blames her for her little brother's death. Right. And well, and the 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 mother is going through the same thing. Remember, because she was saying, exactly. like, I could have carried him. Yeah. And my, so she goes through a big soliloquy. She's talking about. My, my arms are free. I could have carried him. This, of course, years later. Right, yeah, because yeah, it yeah, was like it day 89, and then it was like 247 days after that the movie jumps ahead of the Right, right. There are days, yeah. indications, yeah. And they, so, Ma Megan, when you saw that innocent little child get completely uh, taken out of the picture, what were you thinking at that point? My jaw just dropped, honestly. <laughs> like, I, I could feel the emotion of the father as he's running towards him, like in hopes that he's fast enough to, to save him. Um, it, there was just so much in, emotion involved because mm. even the mother and the other kid and the daughter behind him, just their faces just watching this whole thing happen. And um, like I was telling Tykin earlier, uh, 
you know, you guys were discussing the emotions of the daughter and how she blamed herself basically for him getting killed. Well, I was thinking later on in that movie, um, the mother is with the son that's a little bit older. Mm -hmm. And she said, um, you're going to be okay. Your father is going to be there for you. And I said to Tykin, I said, how can he ever believe that when he literally watched his little brother get killed right in front of his dad? Mm -hmm. Like his dad didn't save him. So what makes you think that he's going to be there to save you? So mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of emotion on the part of the daughter, but also on the part of the older brother too. Mm -hmm. no, I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. A great point there. Yeah. I don't know. So like, I, I think, for me, I, I see their, their lives as the totality of the thing. It's like I think this is the commentary on disability is that, um, of course, we think that being deaf is a, is a disability. But I think in this movie it shows that they have to live a life that's totally quiet. But if you really look at their life, is their life really any less or any deprived or is it any less meaningful than any life that we have as normal hearing adults? No, I think not because they are, they're living on a huge farm. It's a successful farm. They're growing lots of crops. They have a whole silo full of grain. They've developed defense mechanisms against these creatures that have worked spectacularly well. You know, and um, they, they eat dinners together. You know, the, the mom is teaching the little kid math. Mm -hmm. You know, so they have lived a, a normal life and i think you know megan i think in a way i think the the son can really believe the father because the father well who is the one who's really leading this whole farm you know of course it's the parents but i think it's it's the dad you know his oh totally yep. you know he's in charge of the agriculture and and the, the harvesting and his doing his best to to fix the cochlear implants for his daughter you know, and you can tell he's really working hard on it, he has his plans, is trying to find out the vulnerabilities of these creatures, you know. So, you know, I think, you know, through his sheer force of will and his actions, I think, you know, he's trying to show his kids that, yeah, he is in charge of their lives and he can protect them, you know, because I think he protected them for well, until everything fell apart when, when the wife started having a baby. How dare you she know? have a child two weeks early? Yep. Yeah, two weeks Come early. On. But until that moment, he was very successful. And they were successful for, you know, from the time that the little kid died until the baby came, what, 400 days or something? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I think, too, though, that it's, you know, not only is he in charge, but he does do the ultimate sacrifice right and so he i i see both both versions here where yeah that kid is definitely not wanting to go out with his dad out into the wilderness to find supplies or whatever they're going to do uh, because yeah you're right he saw his own brother get slaughtered but then here he also witnesses his dad sacrificing himself for his own safety yeah but you i think he trusts his dad because remember mm -hmm. they were going out on a trip, and I think he was a little reluctant to go, wasn't he? And the daughter wanted to go. He told mm -hmm. the daughter, no, you, you're not going to go, and that she's all full of teen angst, and she's mm -hmm. mad, <laughs> you know, mad teenager. But they go off, and they have a great time, and he introduces him to to this waterfall, and that you could talk normally, you know, under waterfall, right. because it drowns out all the noise. So it was like a rev revelation for the kid. Right, as long as the sound you're causing is not greater than the ambient right, sound right. and safe. And so he had been really figuring things out and 
everything else. And then, of course, inadvertently created the solution to the whole problem with mm -hmm. that cochlear implant. Right, right, exactly. Sound bombs. Mm -hmm. It's you know, it's really funny. You can see the polarity between the daughter and the son in this situation, right? The son absolutely does not want to go and rather be safe in the farm because he's so traumatized with the previous events, yeah. while the daughter is totally gun-ho to go in on this adventure, be as reckless as possible. There's been plenty of times during mm -hmm. her her time in this movie where she made some really reckless moves. Right. Right. And, and that goes again to, to what I believe is survivor guilt on her side. Could be. I mean, because yeah. she's, you know, she's the one that wanted to leave the silo because dad wasn't going to come as far mm -hmm. as she was concerned. And she's ultimately the reason the dad ended up getting killed. Yeah, if because really if they had break it down. followed directions, I'm sure the direction was to stay in the right. silo, it right? Mm -hmm. And just wait till I come. And the kid was he's like, well, I'm going to wait. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and she was, yeah, you're right. I think, you know, survivor's guilt could be there. You know, but yeah, she's, she's the driving force to g getting off that silo. But I think going back to your point too, Gene, about how they were still able to create some sort of life for themselves, that to me is kind of like, I mean, you think about Ukraine right now. There's people living there, going about their daily lives while buildings around them have been blowing up. Right, you know, right. and, and so it's a real, real similar type situation or feel there where at any moment they could be killed but they're still having to do the basic things to survive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it maybe shows the, you know, the people are remarkably adaptable. You know, we could adapt to a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, people are can be amazingly resilient. Right, that's you know? the key. It's the resiliency piece there. And so, Megan, one of my favorite scenes is when, the mother is carrying the laundry up the stairs and gets it caught on this nail, <laughs> and the nail comes <laughs> straight up, right? It. And you know, anytime you see in a horror movie something like that happen, someone's foot you know, is going to go through you just that foreshadow, right? And and it couldn't have happened at a better time as well because the mom is is. Uh, uh, having some difficulties here with this childbirth, <laughs> she's and she's walking down the stairs, and she rams that nail right through her foot. Where were you at as far as your uh, anxiety levels when that was going on? Oh, my heart rate was through the roof. <laughs> um, that was a hard scene to watch, honestly. Like you knew, you pretty much knew in the back of your head that she was gonna step on it. But watching her pull her foot back off mm. of it was so hard. And I just, I, I have to commemorate her, really, because she's in labor. Her water's already broken at that yeah, point. Yeah. She knows that the creature is in the house, and she stabs her foot on this nail. She has to pull her foot off while in the middle of having a child, and yet she remains calm <laughs> right. through all of it. Can't make like, any noise. Like, she's silently crying, and it's just... <laughs> It's so much emotion. It's, it's crazy. Um, but uh, I commemorate the woman. Like it takes a lot of strength to go through that much and be quiet. Right. And I just think that from that moment there, when the, when the labor pains start to happen, that movie again, just ratchets the intensity up oh, yeah. and it doesn't stop. And that's one of the beautiful things about this PG thirteen movie mm -hmm. where. You know, it's it's the, probably the best one there is as far as the intensity level. Yeah, yeah. They put the little baby in the box, and then for some reason, I still haven't quite figured this out. 
The basement starts flooding. Why is that basement flooding with well, water? No, the it's, pipe. It's the flooding, pipe. yeah, because of the that, pipe. A pipe, but why did the pipe break? Did I miss something? Yeah, because when the dad went back up there to go find the kids, that creature had just wrecked that whole space up there, remember? Because the creature was coming after them. They go down into that thing, cover it up, then it's all soundproofed. But you could hear that creature smashing crap up there. And then when the dad goes back up, the place is trashed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and that creature had just pulled that pipe right out of the okay, wall. Okay, okay. So we can, okay. can we confirm this is not a part of the birth plan or um, <laughs> I, I don't think this is a part of her birth plan. No, no. Well, and they, they had had it all planned out, which is the other good thing, too. It's so intuitive. It's so intuitive. And then there's this one thing that happens, and it's all through the roof then. Oh, man. It's going to be a hefty chart note. But so, Megan, you don't watch horror movies too often. Um, no. I'm, I'm I, disappointed I, in that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like horror movies because I get nightmares super easy. Oh, but no, I am a sci-fi fan. So I do oh, okay. like aliens. Okay. That's why I like this movie is because aliens? it still had aliens in it. Like Alien Part 2? Is that the good one or the bad one? So if it's anything three and above, we don't talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's got your alien and then aliens. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Alien yeah. one, alien two. Yeah. Alien so Sigourney Weaver is alien. Well, yeah, those are good ones. Yeah. So did you ha- you didn't have any nightmares from this movie or did you? No, I did not. Okay. Well, that's that's good. I think this is a movie. Free. This movie is one that. You know, under the right circumstances, you certainly could have a nightmare about. I love the yeah, in- I love the intensity, and I love how the movie, kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just stops, right? Um, it just stops, right? Texas Chainsaw, Leatherface waving that chainsaw around, crazy ladies screaming, and that's it. <laughs> this one, what was her name in Texas? Just crazy, Sally. Sally. So, but in this one, it's they've kind of finally figured out that these creatures while they respond to noise they can have an adverse response to certain types of noise which high pitch ringing right which the father had inadvertently stumbled across um and so then they've discovered this and they end up killing one of the creatures and the last scene of the movie is the mom emily blunt just cocking this shotgun because they're ready to go to war now (laughs) (laughs) yeah because she she killed one with a shotgun blast of course shotguns are exceedingly loud and so they could see on their cameras a lot of these creatures were coming but Mm -hmm. now they have a weapon against them as soon as they come down the steps which they have to they'll just turn the thing on immobilize them shoot them okay i think that's the only part of the movie i don't like is that cliffhanger oh i love it that's the only part i I don't like i like movies that it just kind of leaves it up in the air Mm -hmm. because we knew they were going to make a second quiet place i mean you don't just leave a cliffhanger like that expecting oh wait that's it that that's it that's the whole movie imagine if they did not make a quiet place too right and there was only a quiet place and for the rest of eternity you only know that that shotgun was ready to go and I'm okay it. with that. Yeah, some of the greatest movies of all time end that way. Ambiguous. And, and the fact is, there was a time when there wasn't a sequel, right? It, mm-hmm. it, you know, had A Quiet Place only made $5 million at the box office, there wasn't going to be a sequel. Be a, there would too. never be a sequel. And the sequel is fine. It's not anywhere near the level right. of quality as this first one. But, no, I love movies like that. And, you know, yeah, Texas Chainsaw's one. One of the first movies one. we review, I don't know, the movie Alien has a great ending like that. Well, and the thing, of course, is... Yeah, yeah, I said Alien. I, I, mm-hmm. I misspoke. I said Alien. I guess yeah. because we were talking about it earlier. The but yeah, The one. Thing. Mm-hmm. The Thing is like the that. The Thing is like that, too. And so it's it's uh, really cool. The other thing I liked is the score. I haven't talked about scores Score's for amazing. quite a while. 
but this one is great. Um, and I love how this movie plays with sound and the lack of sound. When sound occurs in this film, it is jarring and upsetting and really setting the tone for the overall ratcheting up of tension. And sometimes the sound is nothing. It was two raccoons or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. But because th- everything is so quiet, like you were saying, Megan, where every, you know, early on they're all just doing sign language and it's subtitled and all this stuff. And then suddenly you'll get this jarring noise, which is like, oh, it's got to be one of the creatures or something. Or we've just signaled the creatures that were here. And I loved that. Yeah, I like the part where they, they run into the, the old guy. Remember the old guy? <laughs> oh, man, that was intense. Like, please don't do it. I know what you want to do. No, do not open your mouth. Don't. Ah, you opened your mouth. Good job. We're dead. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. To me, that part dealt kind of with that theme of self-sacrifice. You know, his wife had been killed, it looked, it looked like. And so he didn't really, it seemed to me like he didn't have anything to live for anymore right. because his purpose was to like take care of her but he had failed in that purpose to take care of her yeah so sacrifice so he had, everyone he had, else he had failed in his purpose so he was ready to give up his life and everyone yeah. else's he clearly didn't care he clearly yeah. didn't care yeah, yeah. I was going to yeah. say, I don't think he was trying to get them killed. Oh. I think he was ready to commit suicide at that point because his wife was gone. He had failed. So why not right. kill himself? Because there's yeah. a, a father and a boy literally like, <laughs> don't do it. And he's like, I'm going to do it. No, don't do it. I'm going to do it. I, mean, well, I think he was beyond rationality. You know, it's just like, I don't know. I think sure. people can reach a state where... You know, talking and trying to be logical. Well, that's just not going to work. You right. Know? Psychosis does he, that. He yeah, was, and I, I think... I think he was there. Yeah, this because this isn't something that just happened last week. This has been 400-some-plus days of this complete invasion. Right. And we she, have lost, right? There's no right. societal structure anymore. And at some point, some people are just going to pack it in and go, it's not worth continuing. And he yeah. had lost his wife or whoever that was. Right. Yeah, and, we're thinking it's yeah, his wife. And yeah. it was time to go. So... The other thing I, I really enjoyed about this film, and it's a stupid one-scene thing, um, was the birds flying. So apparently these creatures can't fly nope. <laughs> because the birds were doing okay. <laughs> you would think because they're so attracted to sound, there would be pretty much no animals around, mm-hmm. right? You can even see like in the scene where the raccoon does his whole spook scare Mm -hmm. and the raccoon dies because it was making sound so obviously they're attracted to any little sound it will go after that you know set sound and aggression Mm -hmm. so you would think that would be like no animals yeah birds are hanging in the trees and flying around doing just yeah birds do whatever they want so just be a bird and did you guys notice at the beginning when they're in the uh little convenience store and she's looking for medicine and stuff like that did you see in the background what what was fully stocked and not touched Actually, didn't. What was it? All those bags of chips. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I totally missed that. Yeah, too much carbohydrates. We can't uh, eat it. Can't be opening the chip bags and crunching on chips because they'll, they'll get noisy. killed. That's a travesty yeah. of justice. Can you live in a world where you can't eat potato chips? Well, again, it goes to shows that do we need those? Nope. <laughs> right. yeah. You don't need it, but you want it. <laughs> 
Well, and yeah. I like I like too how they had created pathways all throughout their property. And later, oh, that's so brilliant! I noticed that softer material, so you don't make right, sound. Right. And they had marked places where you can stand in the house where it's right. not, not creaking. Yeah, yeah. See, like I think that. it's an example of the dad, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of the. Yep. Of the They're family. just amazingly intuitive in how to survive this, and I, you know, partially it goes to again that they have a deaf daughter, so they were able to adapt even before mm-hmm. the whole alien invasion yeah, happened. Yeah, they're probably somewhat used to it. They, they knew how to sign. But the yeah. engineering and the intuitive to make sure that everything is safe as possible. You know, normally people just die on the first day. You, you just go on the toilet, probably half the population died. Right. Day. Well, yeah, under so. your very insightful commentary there, Tykin, yeah, there was a lot of people that died right away. A lot of people died right, right away. Yeah, right. We, we start with day 87, I think. Gene, <laughs> no, so. any, anything else we need to talk about about this movie? No, I, I kind of like its commentary on, again, we talked a little bit about disability, you know, I like that. So, you know, it's just, it's a good thing to think about. I think we we. As able-bodied humans, we think we need all these things, but I think um, we're more resilient than we think, you know, so we should give ourselves more and more credit, you know? So I like the message of the movie. Tyken, where are you at? You know, going back to being a PG-13 rating, you can see you can do a lot within a rating and still have a fantastic movie. At the end of the day, it's not about the blood, the gore, the killer. It's about writing if you have great writing and great actors and a great director you can make the best pg-13 movie and it'll be up the top with any rated r or rated ma movies you can find right we haven't talked about the acting but it is across the board it's amazing yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. um a quiet place it's a quiet applause out of 10 for me (laughs) very good megan what's your final thoughts on this I think it was a great movie overall. Um, the motion, the soundtrack, uh, the plot, pretty much everything was really great. And it's probably one of the only movies I can say that I'm glad somebody died. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Were you glad that – which who died? The, the dad. guy? The dad, Are you glad actually. the dad died? Yeah, because dying, if you dad. think about his relationship with his daughter – you know, she, she like you said, kind of had that teenage sass and oh, yeah. was like really pissed off at him for half the movie. And at first, when the dad first gets killed, you're like, well, how are they ever going to repair their relationship? She's just pissed. And I'm kind of glad that he did because it was after he died and she found all of his research in the basement that she realized how much he did actually right. love her. It's beautiful. Right? Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, it was an appropriate death scene and uh, not a wasted character moment there. I think, uh, yeah, John Wheeler, once again, thanks for recommending this. Um, for PG-13, this is a beautiful film. The intensity, love it. Um, it just ratchets up, and it stays there for about 42 minutes. Yeah, and the it's last great. half of the movie. And, uh, yeah, you can't you can't lose with A Quiet Place, I guess, is the point. And if there was an unrated edition with tons of blood and gore, I would be down with that. So, <laughs> yeah. so Tyken. So, Gene, uh, you're going on vacation. I'm actually leaving for a while, so we might be taking a little bit of a break. But Yeah, uh, maybe that uh, – Episode we have in the closet. Yeah, I know. At <laughs> some point, at some point, people under the have... stairs will be posted. Yeah, um, maybe you just got to edit that know, thing. A little bit of an editing chore <laughs> with that one because we went just off the rails in that one. But um, um, other than that, we will see you as soon as we get back and are ready to rock and roll again right. with some sort of movie about something, something horrifying.
Terrifying. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you the next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.